the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. It is indeed, and a good morning to you. Thank you. Back, it's 11 minutes after 10. We went a little long with my guest, but he was phenomenal. Uh, an absolutely compelling story to tell, many compelling stories to tell, about what communism looks like in Cuba and what it would look like in the United States if the same man who praised it there is able to implement it here, and that, of course, is Bernie Sanders. Let's bring Pete Kirsten now back onto our program now. Peter is, of course, a Cleveland attorney. He is a member of the United States Commission on Civil Rights. He's a best-selling author. He is a highly sought-after public speaker. He's a writer uh, for National Review, and he is the host of the Kersenow Report on AM 1420 The Answer. Good morning, Pete. How are you, my friend? Doing well, Bob. Only 30 days until opening day. We'll see what happens with the Indians. I, uh, again, express just um, a, a lot of disgust with this new uh, pitching rule with respect to relievers. I'm just, I don't know, maybe it's just <laughs> I obsess about minor things, but it really gets on my nerves. There are bigger things to obsess over, my friend, uh, in baseball. Even in baseball, I'm going to see how this one plays <laughs> out before I go passing too much of a judgment or, or uh, losing any sleep over it. All right, um, Pete. <clears throat> Obviously, uh, Bernie Sanders continues to dominate the news cycle because he continues to dominate the presidential primaries on the Democrat side, primaries and caucuses. Uh, there is ample evidence that he is closing the gap that he had had behind Joe Biden in South Carolina. If he wins there uh, and then uh, steamrolls towards Super Tuesday um, with the momentum that it looks like he does, he could have this thing all but locked up well before they go to the convention in Milwaukee, which means we need to focus like a laser on who he is and how he came to this prominence in the Democrat Party when he himself is not even a Democrat. Um, and, Pete, I want to give a couple of audio examples here of his praise for multiple communist dictatorships. He has praised Venezuela. He has praised Nicaragua. He has praised uh, Russia. He has praised China. And, of course, he has praised Cuba as recently as, well, last night. 
They're attacking your comment as absolutely unacceptable, singing the praises of a murderous tyrant. Response. The response was when Fidel Castro first came to power, which was when? 59? Is that sound right? 59, 60. Okay. You know what he did? He initiated a major literacy program. There was a lot of, uh, a lot of folks in Cuba at that point who were literate. And he formed the literacy brigade. You may read that. He went out and they helped people learn to read and write. You know what? I think teaching people to read and write is a good thing. That was last night, defending the, a man who is responsible for murder, torture, imprisonment uh, of political dissidents, innocent people. That was last night. This is Bernie from four years ago talking about how America could take some lessons from Cuba. Cuba produces a lot of physicians in this country. And you know where they go? They go to poor countries around the world doing a lot of good. I wish we had physicians in this country, the number of physicians that we need to go to poor countries around the world. Yeah, we should definitely follow the uh, the lead of the uh, Cuban uh, uh, model. And then lastly, Peter, before you start, this is Bernie Sanders in around 1985. You may recall way back in, when was it, 1961, they invaded Cuba. And everybody was totally convinced that Castro was the worst guy in the world, that all the Cuban people were going to rise up in rebellion against Fidel Castro. They had forgot that he educated their kids, gave them health care, totally transformed the society. But he educated their kids. He gave them health care. He totally transformed their society. What a glorious man. When will he be canonized for sainthood? Um, Pete, my point in playing you those clips from today, well, yesterday to four years ago when he ran to 30-plus years ago when he was a mayoral candidate in Vermont, he has never changed. He is a full-on communist loyalist, masquerading now under the label of democratic socialist for the purposes of uh, fooling the electorate and winning uh, the nomination. Go ahead. Well, there's so much to talk about. There's so much to unpack, and not the least of which is it's astonishing that a guy of his age could continue to believe these lies that he is spouting. You cannot at any you can't miss words about this. They're attributed to Lenin was the phrase useful idiot. It's unclear whether or not Lenin actually spoke that, but he clearly believed that, and the old Soviet Union and its masters operated as if they would employ useful idiots in the West to accomplish their objectives, to soften the approach or the view of Americans in the West of communism, to dupe them, frankly, into believing that communism was the right way to go, that it was not a threat to the West. Um, Bernie Sanders may be the most useful idiot there ever was, if in fact he is an idiot about these things. He's either mentally imbalanced. I, don't, I'm, I am not uh, choosing these words cavalierly, Bob. Um, he is either mentally imbalanced or the stupidest individual on the face of the earth, because you cannot continue to sing the praises of an ideology that has produced directly scores of millions of corpses in the last century. There is not an ideology, including Nazism, that has produced such pain, misery, and death 
as communism slash socialism. Another quote attributed, attributable to Lenin is, the goal of socialism is communism. Bernie Sanders has been a socialist, he alleges, for most of his adult life. He knows this, or if he doesn't know it, he's too stupid to be a senator. I don't mean to say that pejoratively. I mean to say that descriptively. You cannot be this dumb. If you've been on the earth as long as he has, something must have seeped in at some point. Bernie Sanders traveled to the Soviet Union at the height of the Cold War, in and of itself an astonishing event that he could go there during the height of the Cold War. He goes there and apparently is oblivious to all that is around him. He's given the usual Potemkin tour that was given to Westerners to promote the Soviet Union. Again, this is on the verge of the Soviet Union even collapsing, but we had tons of information about the Soviet Union. We knew what communism was all about. But this guy comes back from a trek to the Soviet Union, in other words, a trek to hell, and has nothing but grand things to say about it. There's something really, really wrong about this individual. Now, his followers, the millennials, 70% of which say that they are receptive to voting for socialism, they may, if you want to be very charitable about this, they could be forgiven because they are the product of a corrupt educational system, at least when it comes to this issue. You ask them to, to recite what they know about communism or socialism, and most of the time what you'll hear them do is extol the virtues of it. They have never heard a discouraging word about it in the school systems, or rarely had they. They think it's great, but they will be able to recite for you chapter and verse, all the alleged depredations of capitalism. Now, they are the product of an educational system that's failed. They're a product of a media that manipulates, intentionally manipulates um, the view of socialism constantly and doesn't alert individuals to things that have transpired just recently with respect to socialism and communism that would deter almost any thinking person, unless they were people who wanted to themselves manipulate others, from embracing anything even remotely associated with socialism slash communism. So for a Bernie Sanders to get to this prominent point bespeaks something very degraded about our educational system, our media, our political system. It is very troubling. We can laugh about it. We can kind of dismiss it. But the fact that this person is about to ascend, or at least by all measures it appears, he clearly is the favorite to ascend to the presidential nomination for one of the two major parties of the United States. That is, uh, that's a horrific prospect. And we have to ask ourselves, how did we get to this point? One of the things I, I used to say years ago is when the Soviet Union fell, which was a great thing, the concern that I, many, I think, had was that without the example of the Soviet Union, the West, the United States, might start slouching in that direction because we wouldn't have the tripwires and the warning signs we could look to and say, look at the Soviet Union, we don't want to end up like that. And lo and behold, 30 years later, we're on the verge of nominating for the presidency of the United States, the Democratic nomination at least, an individual who praises Cuba, Venezuela, and the Soviet Union. Astonishing. 
Peter Kirstenau, very well said. Um, the question of how we got here and why the millennials particularly are all in favor of him may indeed be part of the educational system, but I think there's something more than that, and I want to discuss that with you next. We'll continue this very important conversation with Peter Kirstenau next on AM 1420 The Answer. All right, 10:24. we continue now with Peter Kirstenau. I would love to jam to Santana here a little winning. Uh, we should play that when we do President Trump discussions, not Bernie discussions. Uh, hey, Pete, real quick time out from the Bernie discussion, real quick, just to get your reaction to Joe Biden at an event in uh, South Carolina yesterday. My name's Joe Biden. I'm a Democratic candidate for the United States Senate. Look me over. If you like what you see, help out. If not, vote for the other guy. Give me a look, though, okay? Candidate for the United States Senate. And if you don't like me, vote for the other Biden. Um, Pete, this man's not well. Well, yeah, that's been uh, evident for a long time. I think Bob. No, and I worse, have worse. I, 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 he's been a gaff machine for a long time. I, I don't know that he is cognitively all there. I, it, I mean, this is a daily now. His gaff, his gaffs are legendary. Obviously, for decades now. But honestly, going back his entire political career. But seriously, I, I think something is way, way off with this guy right now. Yeah, I'm not a physician. You may be right about that. But I have noticed, uh, I think I mentioned to you once before, Bob, maybe privately when, in a discussion that, you know, the first time I appeared before Biden uh, when he was on Senate Judiciary was about 20-something years ago. I don't remember. And I remember testifying, testifying in front of him. Kennedy was also on the commission, uh, I'm sorry, on the Judiciary Committee and uh, a lot of other guys, Orrin Hatch. And they all asked questions, and they were all the kind of formulaic questions, but but articulate and erudite questions that staff presents for them. Uh, and then, you know, sometimes they will riff off of that um, if they're properly briefed. What struck me, and I would tell everybody this, and I didn't say this because I wanted to damage Biden or anything, but because it was very descriptive of what I was experiencing and also was troubling because this is a senator of the United States. And uh, I've heard since then, I think it's maybe Hugh says the same thing. Um, uh, it, it, I've heard him say, I think it was Hugh who said something similar. But what struck me was I used to call Biden the dumbest man in the Senate. Um, Lot would say, well, you know, that's that's a low bar. But he was uniquely um, ill-informed, but also he couldn't think his way out of a paper bag. Uh, it was really troubling because, again, you know, this is the Senate of the United States. We can joke about these things. We all, all understand that, you know, uh, the senators aren't necessarily rocket scientists. But you would hope that uh, these folks could dot I's and cross T's with some regularity. And that was evidently missing from Biden for a long time. I agree with you, though. There appears to be a significant decline, even from when I was last in front of him, which was one of, I don't know, it was one of the Supreme Court nomination confirmation hearings. Um, he, it, it, it's an embarrassment, but it's also uh, troubling, not as troubling as the fact that you have apparently lucid Bernie Sanders fully embracing communism the way he does <laughs> and refusing to explain how it is that he can propose tens of trillions of dollars in new spending and not completely tank the United States of America. But the media lets him get away with well, this kind of stuff. 
Yeah, they do, and 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 he has at least admitted what Elizabeth Warren and others who f- hold similar uh, mindsets have not, and that is that he will raise taxes on the middle class. He said it will absolutely raise the taxes, but be a net savings because you won't have to pay health care premium, premiums, et cetera. But the numbers still don't add up. I'm going to go back real quick now, Pete, though, to your last comment before the break when I said, you know, you said that the millennials are just being indoctrinated in today's, uh, uh, you know, educational systems, you know, public schools at the probably grade school level. I would imagine, as well as middle school, high school, and college, and you're, of course, right. But it's more than just that. Even if you're not being indoctrinated in a college or, or high school environment, I mean, this is, this is what Bernie Sanders is promising these kids and these young, these young millennials. Medicare for all. Free college for all. If you've already done college and you have debt, student debt relief for all. Special taxes on the wealthy. $15 minimum wage. Free child care for all. Free pre-K care for all. And, oh, by the way, a Green New Deal. Pete, these people are just looking at all of this. I have a clip here of a a college student who said she's $226,000 in college debt, and she's voting for Bernie so she won't have to pay it. These people, even if without the indoctrination, they're just seeing what? They're going to take care of me like this? Minimum wage of 15 bucks an hour, and I don't have to pay for anything in my life? Government's going to take care of it all? You don't even need to be indoctrinated to hear that and think, I'm in. And that's what so many of these young people are doing. Free stuff is always uh, it's a powerful um, you know, seductive element of socialism. We've again we've seen this movie before a million times if anyone was paying attention. This is how socialism always begins with these promises of how things are going to be great and also with this kind of um, I think it was Antonio Gramsci the Italian socialist who talked about cultural socialism. They have taken all aspects of our cult- culture and you know the the, the matters with respect to identity politics uh, all this woke ideology that we're seeing they infuse the culture with that promise free stuff and presto it's going to be nirvana for everybody uh-huh. um you know, when we were all growing up, Bob, there were certain fundamental truths of life that we were all taught by the time we were even six or seven years old, uh, such as there's no such thing as a free lunch. You know, I mean, just, just minor fundamental things, but were the building blocks of leading a successful life. And today, apparently, these things aren't being taught to our kids, or by the time they reach a certain age, it's been so scrubbed out of them that it becomes irrelevant. This is, I don't even know how to respond to a Bernie Sanders when he says he promises all these free things. Even if you haven't been taught any better, it's just common sense that there's no money tree in the bottom of the the White House, and uh, you can't just simply get free stuff for nothing. It's, It's an extraordinary event we're at right now that a major party in the United States may have as its leader and as its nominee for the presidency a socialist. Peter Kersenow uh, going to stay with us for one more segment as we again continue to discuss the rise of socialism among the Democrat Party. Bernie Sanders is obviously the standard bearer, but he's not the only one. What about AOC and her incredibly growing popularity? How have we gotten to this point? We'll talk more about that with Kersenow after the news. AM 1420, The Answer. Thirty-five, 
1420 The Answer. We continue with the authority for another 25 minutes. I've got Peter Kirsten out for about another 10. Pete, um, before you came on, and we'll get back to um, AOC and the rise of democratic socialism, as they call it. I think that is nothing but labeling, uh, trying to put the lipstick on the pig that is communism. I think Bernie Sanders is a straight-up communist. And uh, he continues to praise Castro's Cuba. Before you came on, Peter, I had um, a guest on who is an old college teammate of mine who is... Uh, lives in Miami. He is Cuban-American. His family escaped Cuba, and he learned from his father and his uncles and everybody else who survived Castro's uh, communist revolution. He learned a little bit about the way uh, life was there, and I want you to listen to this and comment on the it. The informants are not on specific neighborhoods or, or certain blocks. It's every single block in every single neighborhood. This is, this is a formal, uh, organized process of information being gathered kind of nonchalantly okay they're just but you see the guy who's smoking on the corner he's just there 24 hours or there's somebody 24 hours Mm -hmm. on your specific street okay so if you had a grid in your neighborhood imagine there's one person who is watching monitoring and observing on every single street so basically it's a it's a manipulation and it's a form of in a way of abuse and suppression where you know this person is there for that reason as as a government agent in essence to watch what you're doing, hear what you're speaking, and eventually what, what do you do? You know, you either are speaking out or you get arrested. This was Castro's version of Big Brother, Peter. He had informants, uh, spies, if you will, spying on their, uh, their own neighbors, their own population, anybody who speaks ill of the government, anybody who speaks out against Castro, uh, or the, uh, you know, the, uh, the imposition of the communist model that they had, uh, you know, that they had implemented. Um, you were arrested. You were jailed. His own uh, father, his own grandfather, and his own uncle, my friend Ed tells me, were all imprisoned for years uh, simply for speaking out, and they were caught by informants. That's what Bernie Sanders is praising. He'll say, oh, I'm just talking about the literacy, but Pete... He's praising the communist model of Cuba. He said Castro came in there and transformed the country for these people. Uh, is that what we really want? Is that what Democrats are willing to accept in the United States? Because that's what happens. Well, you know, it's uh, not peculiar to Cuba that you have that kind of totalitarianism. It's a feature of socialism slash communism. Every other socialist slash communism communist country has some variation of what you see in Cuba. Some of it's more draconian uh, than what you see in Cuba. Some of it is, you know, Cuba light, but it's eventually getting there. Like as I said before, the the quote from Lenin: "The goal of socialism is is communism." So that is to be expected. And as I mentioned earlier, what we're seeing in terms of our media, culture, educational system is a whitewashing of the the truth about socialism, socialism slash communism, so that it's only a function of, it's almost kind of a Santa Claus ideology. It's only a function of you get free stuff and it's great and rich people are going to pay for it and there's some kind of money tree in the bottom of the, of the uh, White House. We are very circumspect. We're very nice in the manner in which we describe the AOCs of the world and the Bernie Sanders of the world. Um, we say that they're misguided or that, you know, they're, they, they, we just disagree with the approach that they're taking. But uh, this is an approach. It's an approach toward an ideology. It's a praising of an ideology, as I said earlier, that has resulted in untold misery. It's the great lie of 
the last century. It is an amazing thing that here we are with all this media around us, and yet so many are oblivious to the depredations of communism slash socialism. That way lies only misery, scarcity, and death. And we see it everywhere. They don't pause. You know, if we had a legitimate, inquisitive, unbiased media in the country, once Bernie Sanders or AOC or the other fellow travelers mouthed something as facially idiotic as the Cuban system is a marvel and, you know, it, it increased literacy and all these things, they would ask, Mr. Sanders, do you know why it is that people create makeshift rafts and try to escape Cuba across the ocean to the United States, but you never see an exodus going in the other direction. Can you explain why that happens if their model of governance is truly nirvana? They don't ask those kinds of questions. They don't ask about other aspects of socialism, communism that are plain throughout the world. Look at China, for instance. China, it's, it's truly extraordinary that we take this kind of hands-off approach about China, mainly because I think to a large extent we want to um, have access to their markets, so nobody really talks about it the way we should. But we kind of casually mention, it's kind of a, a throwaway, that there are millions in concentration camps there. In concentration camps. There are millions of people in concentration camps, and in those camps, China harvests their organs it's it, the fact that we're even entertaining this in the slightest but, but peter, speaks a mental corruption of the highest order but peter you're speaking ill of, of 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 communist china i mean don't you know that communist china has done so many good things uh let's let's listen to a uh, to a president presidential candidate and front runner bernie sanders but, you know, you can't take China as another example. All right. China is an authoritarian country becoming more and more authoritarian. But can anyone deny? I mean, the facts are clear that they have taken more people out of extreme poverty than any country in history. Pete, your response? Yeah, right. And it's like this is like shooting ducks in a barrel, unfortunately, <laughs> you know, to, to ask them. I, you I know, thought we kept fish seen... in a barrel. I thought we the barrel of the ducks and then. <laughs> For me, it's a lot Sorry. easier because the ducks are on top of the water. You know, put them in a barrel and you can shoot them a lot easier because if the, if the fish, they're down there. You know, I mean, son of a gun. Okay. But no, <laughs> they're under the water, so ducks are much better to shoot. I love it. But the, the fact of the matter is that you've got, uh, would they ascribe the same kind of analysis to, say, Nazi Germany? Of course they wouldn't. Of course they wouldn't. They'd be uh, horrors. You couldn't do something like that. But tell me the fundamental difference. The, there have been tens of millions who have been murdered in China, tens of millions murdered in the old Soviet Union and the Eastern Bloc. We don't know how many were killed in the Communist Revolution and thereafter. Maybe your friend knows a little bit better uh, how many, but those that were left in abject misery, and just take a look at Cuba right now. This is It's, it's a joke on ster steroids. It's troubling that we even entertain this at all, but entertaining, that, inter entertaining it at the presidential level tells you that there is, and I hate to repeat myself, but there is a corruption in our educational system, in our media, that allows this kind of nonsense on steroids to even be discussed in an adult-like, credible fashion. This should be dismissed out of hand. And as I said at the outset, Bernie Sanders is either 
um, one of the stupidest people on the face of the earth. I don't think he's stupid. I don't think he's a genius either. Or the guy is mentally unbalanced. You could only be mentally unbalanced and think that anything related to the systems in place in Cuba, China, Soviet Union, or any other communist or socialist nation is the preferred, is the goal that we should be uh, uh, striving toward. Okay, I'm glad you just said that, Pete. I want to dig a little deeper here, and I don't have a I don't have a ton of time left. But but follow me. When you originally said he is either stupid or mentally imbalanced, I thought you meant because he was constantly publicly praising these things. And how you're going to get elected if you keep praising these things? That's just stupid, or you're mentally imbalanced. Now I'm hearing you. If I'm hearing you correctly, you mean. He's stupid or mentally imbalanced to actually believe those things. That's exactly right. That's them, what I but mean. To believe them, and and I I would just offer the third option, of of just evil because I I don't know that Lenin I don't know that Marx I don't know that th- that they were mentally imbalanced or stupid I don't know that Castro was mentally imbalanced or stupid or just just evil I I, I feel like communist dictators responsible for as you said hundreds or I think you said scores but but at least one hundred million deaths in the last century. I don't know that they're all dumb to believe they're, you know, what they were doing or or mentally imbalanced. I think maybe just evil takes root, and and I know that's oversimplification, but that's what I think. No, it's not oversimplification. I agree. I agree entirely. We, you know, the phrase banality of evil. Uh, evil doesn't have to be, you know, scary and stark and apparent. Um, it is most often something that seems ordinary and. and unremarkable. And that's what we're seeing here, that we accept this so casually. And he can talk about this as if we should be, you know, giving this credibility whatsoever when we have the manifest evidence in front of us that this is one of the worst, most murderous ideologies, not one of, it is the most murderous ideology in the history of civilization. Nothing else comes close. And we've got evidence in front of us in real time related to this stuff. But beyond all of that, it's, it can be all three of these things, by the way, Bob. You know, it, it could be stupid. It, it, could be, it could be evil. It could be all those things at the same time, and I think it is. I don't know that Bernie Sanders is necessarily evil. I don't like the stupid evil. part, Pete. I, the reason I think I jumped in on you there is I, I think that gives them an out. It gives them an escape from responsibility because people can't help being stupid. There are dumb people who try, but they're just dumb or they're stupid or whatever. And, and your, your intellectual capacity is different than other people's. And maybe that's why you act the way you do. That's why you committed the terrible de- deeds that you did. I just think it gives them an out. I don't like the word stupid for these people. I, I think it's just evil. It's, it's, it could be. I, I don't dismiss the idea of stupidity being a reason for why they embrace these things, because it could be, you know, stupidity is also a function of intellectual laziness, uh, a failure to think things through. Somebody waves the shiny object of free stuff in front of you, and you abandon all rationality as a result. I think that um, we're at a, this is a pivot point in the history of the United States, uh, I think that, you know, we're going to have a choice, most likely. It does appear as if he's got the inside track toward the nomination, and then we have the choice between a Trump and a Sanders. And it, the, the stakes could not be higher. I happen to think that socialism will get blown out of the water, but understand that they've got control of, by they, I mean the left, has the control of our educational institutions, K through graduate school, of the media, of almost every cultural lever- leverage point. And so it's not going to be, I think, as 
as easy to defeat Sanders as should be the case. And also remember that the fact, I, I know that I think it was Hugh Hewitt has said he wanted a stark choice, and you will get a stark choice, but you know, be careful what you wish for sometimes. A lot of people didn't think that Donald Trump could get elected. I happen to think that Sanders can't get elected, but I'm not so sure I want to even take that risk. We shouldn't be at this point, Bob, and I think that's the point I want to emphasize. There's no way in the world the greatest nation on the face of the earth should be at a point when we're even entertaining someone like a Bernie Sanders. I, I, You know what? I find myself very much on the fence on that because I, I agree we shouldn't be running that risk and putting him up there as one of the two choices because it's dangerous. What if lightning strikes and he wins? But I also do really truly believe that the Democrat establishment isn't panicking for no reason. They're panicking because they truly believe that he will indeed lead to the re-election of Donald Trump easily. Uh, that's why Scarborough's on TV screaming about Sanders. That's why Chris Matthews compared Sanders winning Nevada to the fall of France uh, in 1940 as the Nazis started to make their move. That's how devastating for the world it would be is if Bernie wins the nomination because it leads to more Trump. I mean, they're terrified because they know he can't win. So, But I do understand you don't want to run the risk either, so I'm on that fence, uh, and it hurts. Peter, thank you, my friend. God bless. Thank you, Always Bob. a pleasure. Great stuff. All we'll right. talk to you again soon. Peter Kersenow, joining us on AM 1420, The Answer. Nobody analyzes it better. I will put my regular Tuesday guest, Peter Kersenow, up against any guest on any of our national shows. And I love some of the people that Hugh Hewitt talks to every week. I love some of the people that Dennis Prager, that that uh, Dr. Gorka, that Larry Elder, that, that they all talk to. But I will put Peter up against any of them. And uh, I feel uh, really blessed to have him be a part of our conversation. Last segment is a short one, but it's yours. If you want to dial, do it now. 216-901-0945 on AM 1420 The Answer. Ten fifty four final segment of this Tuesday edition. Um, a lot of times, my uh, my best shows are filled with great callers like yourselves. A lot of times, it's because I have some insightful commentary that I find very important. And then there are shows like today. Uh, this has been one of my best shows. I say that not as a self congratulatory thing. I will not break my own arm patting myself on my own back. But my guests were awesome. Uh, that's all I can say. If you missed uh, Ed Hernando, uh, who is a Cuban-American whose family escaped from the island hell of Cuba in the first hour, go back and listen to it. It's on our uh, podcast page at whkradio.com. It was from 9.35 to 10 o'clock. And then you just got 45 minutes or so, uh, breaks not counting, counted, uh, of uh, Peter Kersenow that you need to hear as well. They were just amazing. That's all I can say. I, I feel like this was a really important show, and we're going to continue to try to do more shows like this. Really, really great stuff. Not because of me, but because I had some really great people on the air today. So I really hope you listen to it again. Share it with other people. If you can, share them the link to the podcast, etc., because it is that important. TJ's in Cleveland. Hi, TJ. Go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah, you know, Bob, my thoughts on Bernie. You know, Bernie took his mask off. He showed the world. He showed the country he's a communist. Now, I'm going to tell you, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, the whole Democratic upper establishment, totally are in line with Bernie Sanders, but they weren't ready at this point to take their mask off yet. That's why they're so against him as the establishment, because uh, he's scaring Americans. And, and, you know, these communists, people wonder, why do people want communism? 
uh, you know, uh, the leadership. They're not stupid, Bob. What it is is an opportunity for these people to maintain power for life over the people. You know, you look at Mao, Stalin, Castro. They all died in office. They had power for life, and this is what they want. And, you know, this is why the media is in their back pocket. The media is going under, the mainstream media. You know, you look at papers like the news, a plane dealer, they're going under. But if communists takes hold, guess what? They become a state-operated media with power and jobs for life. No question about it. Yeah, and all our institutions, our colleges, uh, the teachers' union, these are all communists. And like I said, this guy finally took the mask off, and they're upset. And, you know, and thank you, TJ. Great points all the way around. Going back to the issue of Bernie praising Castro and the whole literacy thing, why do you think he wanted to make sure that as much of the population was literate as possible so that they could read the communist propaganda that that government was putting out? Uh, first of all, as my friend Eduardo, Eduardo Hernando said, um, it's a lie. There, there, there were people, I mean, liter- the literacy rate he was talking about from when his family was in Cuba was actually very low because Cuba was a very thriving uh, a country. Uh, he talked about how celebrities would fly from Europe and from the United States to go to Cuba. They had casinos, they had all kinds of attractions, et cetera, et cetera. And it was communism that destroyed all of that. But uh, if the literacy thing was important to someone like Castro, it was so that they could make sure that they knew exactly what their government wanted them to know. Fred is in Cleveland next. Hi, Fred. Go ahead. Hi, Bob. Great show today. Very informative. Thank you. Uh, I think Bernie Sanders has zero chance of being elected. I think the best thing for the country right now is what is happening. We need to put Bernie forward, explain to people the difference between communism and capitalism, which is very simple. (laughs) You know, look it up in the dictionary. It's a very simple difference. The state runs everything under communism, and everyone is a slave. And under capitalism, the people run it, and the government works for the people. So Bernie has no chance. The Democrats are done, and it is so exciting and gratifying to watch this play out. Well, Fred, thank you, my friend. I appreciate it from your words to uh, God's ears that that is the case. But I do understand what Peter was talking about. You don't want to take that chance. Um, You know, Bernie would have no chance. I want to agree with that wholeheartedly. But yet here he sits at the head of a party that he isn't even a member of. Think about the impact of that. He's not even a member of the Democrat Party. He's an independent socialist. But he caucuses with and therefore runs as a Democrat. And he's on the top of the party. And he's winning primaries and winning caucuses. And AOC is popular in New York. You want to think that this would never work, but it's working for them so far. That's why we have to be very diligent about this. That's all the time we've got. Thanks for being here. Mike Gallagher is next. Bye-bye. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.